You're listening to Sports and More with Chris and Tom. Welcome back. It's the guys with the face for radio and the voices for a silent movie. This is Sports and More with Chris and Tom. I am Chris. And I saved a life last month. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, in a way. In a way. In <laughs> which, a way. Mean, which you know means not really. Not really, yeah. <laughs> I this story. We, oh, I hadn't shared this story because like, I shared so much about Atlanta mm-hmm. the last time. Like, you know, the, the, just, just the craziness that happened there. But, uh, early in July, we went up to the cottage, mm-hmm. uh, up in Wisconsin and it's on the lake. So we were out, uh, I was swimming with, um, the boys and, uh, all of a sudden the, the neighbors next to us mm-hmm. are on their dock and I didn't see what happened, but I just hear kind of like some commotion. I look over and like, okay, no one looks hurt. Mm-hmm. um so everything should be all right but then they're like frantically looking around and like telling the kid to go up to the house and like they back their boat out and they're like looking at all these different areas and all that and like what's going on so like about half hour later um they're still looking for something and i was thinking because it's a husband and wife i'm thinking oh man did she like lose her wedding ring or something like oh. that like oh that's gone so yeah. <laughs> um but like the husband's got goggles on so um boys are done i send them up to the house i watch them all the way up to the house so they're good um grandparents got them all that um so i go over i'm like hey i noticed you guys are looking for something i couldn't you know step away from the boys but can i can i help now turns out they were looking for a custom fishing rod that grandpa had just passed down to great grandson oh jeez. um and it got dropped in the water and i'm like okay so like you need okay i'll just i'll i'll look take a look around so i look by the um jet ski lift and they got this little like fishing boat next to it and then the big boat on the other side like let me go where i can stand by the jet ski lift and the fishing boat I'm not looking two minutes and I find the thing. I, just, I happen to kick it with my foot and I'm like, so this? And it's like, the wife is like super appreciative. The husband's like, thank you, dude. You don't know how much this means to the family. I'm like, thinking in my head, maybe don't drop it next time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Put a bobber or so, some, something to help it float. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. They probably just were like so... Um, adrenaline rushed because of how, like how frantic they were looking for things that they just missed the the one part or you know it might have gotten um kicked around in the water when they took the boat out like the waves might have pushed it over to our side but i was just like you mean this one thing that i took two seconds to find yeah so um but i did so in a way i saved a life because then uh they said okay because one of our one of the family members on, my, on our side mm-hmm. lives up at the that cottage year round and they said don't tell them that this happened because otherwise grandpa bob's gonna hear about it <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm like yeah. yep no nope, no I'll take this with me to, to my grave uh, except for the people on the internet here of course um, yeah. and then uh also that same weekend the starter went out on our uh jet ski it's like 1993 mm-hmm. um jet ski okay. starter went out and so you can't like we had to get it all the way around to the boat launch to get it onto the trailer. Mm-hmm. 
so someone needed to be with the jet ski, but it also needed to be towed by a boat. So y- your boy got towed on a jet ski. Uh, I was just sitting there and it was during no wake. It was during no wake hours. So we were going so slow all the way across the other side of the lake. Like, I don't, I don't know how big this lake, I mean, how many acres or whatever, but it was, it was it's a big lake. Um, so probably like quarter mile, half mile that we had to, had to go. Um, and I'm just chilling on the back of jet ski, like swaying back and forth. I'm like kind of getting a little woozy going. I'm just like, Oh, just kind of going back and forth. Yeah. And then of course, got to like shove it up onto the trailer. That was the, that was the fun part. Cause I was doing something like right. just sitting on the back of the jet ski was like nothing was happening for a half hour. But um, I'd say that was less exciting than, than finding the, family heirloom fishing rod absolutely so so we have found evidence to dispute jamali's claim that i've now seen a man sat on a jet ski (laughs) we have found it yes in the wild and uh i should have taken a selfie and sent it to him just be like hmm sat on jet ski but then again, that jet ski wasn't on, so yeah, yeah, maybe that's like, do we count? Do we count it? Uh, yeah, say for yeah. for working jet skis, we're still running a hundred percent. So, so <laughs> the jet ski has um, to be working is a premise to the story now. That is that is the premise. Yeah. So now we're talking, um, like as a family, do we all chip in to get an, uh, another one because the other one might be just donezo? So I don't know. Gotcha convo for a different day but uh yeah that was that was our our lake trip and i just thought that that would make for a great story because uh i I totally did not just like did not save a a life for real medically no no. No. medically safety wise no but uh family family heirlooms yes i did save did save that i'll toot my horn there (laughs) there you go that's all you can ask for but let's get into the standings. Yes. Because the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, we got a little bit of MLB coming at you. So Chris is going to share those standings and we got some, to- some things to talk about because some stuff has happened. And then we've got some football to talk about later on. And then I'm going to close us out with one question. It's kind of, you know, a thinker. So there's your, there's your, if you want to jump ahead in the episode, we've got those three things uh, to look forward to. So Chris, um, standings are your thing. Take it away, brother. All right. So it's been a while since you've done the same. It's been maybe a couple of months since you've done the same. It's been since like the All Star break. It's been it's been a hot minute, and things have actually changed for once. The Orioles are now in first place in the AL East. This is not a drill. The Orioles are in first place in the AL East. They are so good that they have uh, suspended their announcer for pointing out they've sucked against the Rays in Tampa for the last six years. That's the thing. If you not, don't know what I'm talking he about. He should. <laughs> all right. Sorry. I'm going to jump in. Go he should. When he comes back on Friday, I think is when the suspension is up. He should quit on air. Absolutely. Because middle of the game. Because uh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, look up awful announcings uh, video on it. The, he did not say anything that was not pre-planned with production before the thing. It was obvious that this was a whole thing they were going to talk about. You, you John, John Boy Media did a video on it too. Like it was, he was reading off of a graphic and it was a compliment. Like, right. um, I know we're, we're supposed to be talking about the standings, but like he, uh, is, and it's Kevin Brown, yeah. who's the Orioles uh, lead play-by-play announcer. Um, but he, he was reading off a graphic of how they have historically, the Orioles have historically played at Tropicana Field, right? Um, and Horribly, horribly. But that all to say, like he was leading into saying that 
That's, that's how much better they're playing this year. It was a compliment. He was reading off the graphic for the first part of where they came from, and then this is how good they are doing now. So anyway, um, Orioles can, uh, even though they're in first place, they can suck it. Go Kevin Brown. Uh, quit on air on Friday. Uh, you deserve better, King. Yeah. This is why you can't have nice things, Baltimore. But continuing on the AL East, the Yankees are now in last place. Thank you. Even though they are three games above 500, that's how good the AL East is. In the Central, you have one team above 500, the Twins, who are in first place in their division because the rest of the division is hot garbage, unless you count the Guardians, who came punt you. If this was a boxing match, they might actually be the Gold Glove champions of the world if it was a boxing fight. But let's get to the AL West as well, where the Rangers are holding off the Astros, the Mariners have, and the Mariners have clawed back into the playoff race, while the Angels have done an Angels and have fallen back out of the race because they're the Angels and they can't have nice things. So Rangers are back up. Astros are still in second place. Mariners have climbed all the way back into this thing. Not going to win the division all likelihood with their seven games out, but they're definitely in the wild card race now. And then the A's are just the A's. In the NL East, the best team in the NL, the Braves, are still doing their thing. They got nine game, like ten game lead out of the Phillies. They're kicking tail. They're hitting everyone's butts. The, Mar- the Marlins are doing Marlin-ish things. The Mets are the the Mets. They spent a billion dollars to suck, and the Nationals are doing slightly better, but still not good. In the NL Central, you had the Brewers in first place. There's been a lot of change. I looked at the last time to the standings, Tom, and we had the Pirates in first place back then. A lot has changed in NL Central. Oh been, my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Pirates are changed. down in fourth. down in fourth place there. Yeah, a lot has changed. Um, <laughs> the, the the Brewers have climbed. my how they they have fallen from glory. My how the turntables have. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the Pirates dropped. The Reds were in first place at one point. Now they're back in second place. They're one they're like our third different uh, uh, division leader in the last month. So the NL Central is a is a crud shoot with the Cubs now two and a half games out after going on a nice eight-game win streak to get back into it. And in the West, the Dodgers have jumped back into first place. The Diamondbacks have become the Diamondbacks again are, and are now in third place and falling out of the playoff race. They're kind of still duking out the Cubs and a bunch of other teams, but they are struggling right now. And the Padres still didn't figure out that they need to sell, sell, sell because they suck, suck, suck. But those are standings, and it's a lot has changed, but a lot also hasn't changed. A lot has changed. A lot also hasn't changed. Also, I feel like your comment on the Mets spending a billion dollars to still suck. Yes, they are behind the Cubs, but I I will want to point that they beat the Cubs yesterday, so maybe Drew, we shouldn't. It's Drew Smiley maybe we, pitching. It, yes, that I know. Count. May, may, <laughs> That's true, Smiley. You're right. It doesn't count. Maybe, maybe we, uh, maybe we should wait until after tonight's game to, hey, to talk hey, about the, the Mets. Cubs. Do not play the Mets well, okay? We just don't play them well, in New York. That's a thing. That's just a historical fact. We just don't play them well, in New York. That doesn't mean the Mets still don't suck. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Fair enough. All right. Moving on. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of any anything else to say this this week or about this. Um, I mean, the A's are who we thought they were. Yes. Kind of going back up to the AL West. Yeah. I wanted to let you get through because I felt like I interrupted too much with the Orioles. No, you're fine. Like I, I, I turned over the standings to you and then immediately like, you know, <laughs> cowboyed it. So sorry about that. Um, but the A's, yeah. yes, I know the Royals are 36 and 78, but they're not the A's <laughs> at 30. Like they, they, at least the Royals win percentage doesn't start with a two. <laughs> 
that's what they have going for them right. is that they're not the eight. This is the whole, there are good teams. There are bad teams. Then there's 50 feet of crap. Yep. And then there's the A's like th this isn't even about rich team, poor team anymore, even though with the A's, yes, it yeah. is um, like there yeah. or really just willingness to spend money. That, that team's um, not poor. That, that's, that's, no, that team's not poor. That team is roster poor. That's yes. all it is. Um, but yeah, good teams, bad teams, 50 feet of crap, little sisters of the poor, and then the A's. So, yep. yeah, so this is, uh, I mean, it's atrocious baseball, and it's oh, atrocious, yeah. atrocious ownership of baseball, too. So, um, but we're not going to go into that because we've been on, down that road several, several times before. Yep. That's all I got to say about the standings. But that's not all that's been going on in baseball. Yes, yeah. there have been some some shakeups in the baseball landscape, but not just with the standings. We have hit the MLB trade deadline cap, uh, uh, trade deadline um, as of August 1st. So what were some of the biggest stories to happen during that trade deadline? Uh, bringing up, uh, we, we've got uh, a few stories here. So number five. Chris, right. the Cubs acquired third baseman, first baseman, kind of corner utility guy. Jamer, I thank you for saying that because I was going to say Heimer. I thought it was um, Heimer too until I listened to the highlights and like Jamer Candelaria. Oh, I have gotten that name wrong. All right, <laughs> did did a, did a white guy say that though? Uh, it's been a bunch of white people saying it, so I don't know if it's Heimer. Okay, or so Jamer. it could be. But all right. Candelario, though. That's like what th it, it, it very, it should be high. Anyway, that's what I thought too. It should but be Heimer, but they also Candelario from the Nationals for uh, prospects, left handed pitcher DJ Hertz and shortstop Kevin Nade, both prospects. Um, good pickup, yes. bad pickup. Oh, excellent. Give up too much for him. I, I agree. I think you, you get you get another, um, another solid guy in the lineup, but. Uh, if we could figure out how to say his name, that'd be even better because then oh, yeah. we could chant the right thing at the games. Oh yeah, that that'd be helpful. And also, this is a, this is a good trade because at first base this year we've been playing Trey Mancini, Eric Hosmer, Matt Mervis, Patrick Wisdom, everyone in the Sun, even Cody Bellinger, which was actually a great change of pace mm -hmm. at first base. But yeah, we need a first baseman, and this allows us to cut Trey Mancini finally, which is again a good thing because he sucked this year. No offense, mm -hmm. Trey, you're a good guy, but you suck. Mm -hmm. So yeah call it out how we see it and we didn't give up too much dj hers is a a, a high-end date uh, uh number five starting picture cubs have mm -hmm. enough guys in, in the minor leagues who are above that level you don't need to worry about dj hers be going good and kevin made is now expendable because of matt shaw at shortstop and uh, christian hernandez at shortstop There's a lot of guys at shortstop the cubs have that are better than kevin made in the system so it was a good trade for the cubs okay good deal um that's what I, I thought as well, uh, but I, I rest on your expertise when it comes to these because I know that you you love the details and so you're gonna know exactly, especially with around the prospects. You've got you got a better handle on those guys. So glad to know that we've we've got another um, another guy to add, another weapon oh, to add oh. to the arsenal. One more note: uh, Did you know Jamer Candelaria was originally a Cubs prospect? No kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, All right. He was hey. traded away. I can't remember who we got. We traded him for, but he was part of a trade. We had a trade away to get someone else to build a playoff team, and now he's back on the cup. So I was like, hey, he's back. Welcome back. Okay. All right. 
Good deal, man. Yeah. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, All right, uh, you want you go ahead and take the next one. Yeah, number four. We're saying the NL Central. I know there's going to be people who think we should be talking about the Yankees or Rangers and what they did. But I want to talk about the NL Central because there's a lot of things that happened here or didn't happen in terms of the Reds, who did absolutely nothing at the deadline. A team in first place, trying to make the playoffs, decided to do nothing to fix their starting rotation and proceeded to lose the next six to lose six in a row at the deadline. That is the definition of a team that does not care to win. Sorry, that's ownership. That's not the team that's the ownership's problem at this point. You're right. You're right. I mean, there's only so much that the team can do without support behind it. Good young team, but they have no pitching. And the Cubs showed that when they won, what, 20 to 6 and 11 to nothing? Or something like that. Absurd scores in that series. The Cubs blew up. Right. I think they 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 uh, outscored by forty two runs in the series. It's something stupid like that. It's like all right, Cubs won three games out of four. They they outscored by forty two runs. Where to go, Cubs? <laughs> Where to go, Cubs? Time long oh, vote. All right, long vote. Go ahead and vote. Sure, because I don't because I know you don't want to say the name of this team. The Cardinals yeah, yeah. are sellers. Yes. Um, they traded away left-handed pitcher pitcher Jordan Montgomery, right-handed pitcher Jack Flaherty, uh, shortstop Paul DeYoung, and Closing. closer Jordan Hicks. Um, yeah. Yay. I mean, I don't know what they've gotten. We don't care so much about the Cardinals, but significant enough that they got rid of or they, they they traded away four roster guys. I mean that oh, that's 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 big. That's big when you're getting, especially someone who's been there as long as Paul DeYoung is. Yeah. Hasn't wasn't he there even what like five six years yeah, ago? He's 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 been there. He's been there he, he's he's in kind of an institution in Chicago or not in, Chicago, in yeah. St. Louis almost just just by the amount of time he spent there. Yeah. Um, so I mean that's that's a big decision to let a guy like that go. Um, not necessarily by a performance standpoint, but by a, you know Team fan sucks. support. <laughs> Team sucks. We got to get rid of even a fan favorite type guy. Um, so, yeah, uh, Cardinal. What do you what do you have to say to it? I mean, uh, the, they they are in a position where they need to um, replenish the system. It, that's exactly it. Is they have to kind of like flush and fill yep. almost. Because uh, Jake, Jake Flaherty, who when he was healthy, was electric, but he got hurt so often, and now he's no longer the same guy. Jordan Montgomery was great last year. He's not so great this year. And then they couldn't get they couldn't trade Nolan Arenado or Paul Goldschmidt because they're both 35 years old. Mm-hmm. You can't pay $30 million a year. Like these are, these are horrible contracts. They're both playing good baseball, but they're bad contracts. And then there are rumors they're trying to trade away Wilson Contreras. One year, they're like, nope, we don't want him anymore. We're done. They're like, Cubs got vindicated because the team got very bad pitching very, very quickly when Contreras showed up. So I was like, huh. Yep. Cubs were onto something here. <laughs> they were onto something. Yep. Um, so, yeah. I mean, really, they they realize how much they've got to um, kind of empty the tank yep. to try to – they're kind of almost doing what the Cubs of – like leading into their 15, 16 yeah. run, where is they, they, for a lot, they, they got rid of bigger names. They got rid, they were sellers for a long time. 
and really built the farm system. So, I mean, you got to believe that maybe they're trying to do something like, you know, getting prospects, getting cash um, and building up their, their system underneath and just accepting that this year's going to suck and and next year might suck too. So no, they're saying they're going to, they're going to compete next year, Tom. They're already on the train. Okay. Cardinals are Cardinals fans. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Cardinals fans are the worst. And they, they, they say <laughs> stuff like that all the time. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Um, let's move on to number two before right. I get, you know, okay. uh, before I'll, somebody orders a hit on me. I'll help you out here. So the Angels are buyers. The LA Angels with their final year, probably, probably with Shohei Otani, who will be a free agent next year and then will be part of the everyday market watch of Shohei Otani. The, we, we will be watching that as Cubs fans because the Cubs are apparently all in on Shohei Otani next year. I'll believe it when I see it, but they're saying they're in. They acquired shortstop Edward Eduardo Escobar, third base SDH Mike Mustakas, right-hand pitcher Lucas Giolito, right-hand uh, relief pitcher Ronaldo Lopez, first baseman CJ Crone, outfielder Randall Grichuk, right-hand pitcher out of the bullpen Dominic Leon. All those guys who tried to bolster his team to make a playoff run, and all they did was lose seven straight games and get out of the playoff race, just like that. The Angels tried so hard to just go backwards, as they always do. That was kind of just hilarious to watch the buildup, the excitement, and then the immediate crash down. <laughs> it's like it, it, yeah, the, like. It, it was so like the optimism was just unbelievable and then they started losing and just like oh no <laughs> oh no we suck it's like it's like the guy the, the cartoon dog sitting um at the coffee table with flames all around yeah. just yeah. sipping coffee this I, is fine everything's fine <laughs> like, by the time you get but by the time you get to seven games you're you're the simpsons kid sitting on the back of the bus <laughs> i'm in danger yeah Ralphie, so yeah. yes um thank you ralphie i couldn't think of the name yeah. uh, i can only just picture the 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 meme but it's like the but then it, it, it's it's not really like a fall from grace because yeah. i mean like, they never really were there but competence confidence really yeah. that it's just like all the confidence in the world it's like if, if games could be won on confidence alone after they bought these guys, really, that's what they did. Like, um, I mean, they, they would have won seven straight, but, oh, my, it just it did not come together. Nope. So out of it, and that's, uh, that's, that's all you can really say about that. Um, and, and then our last one, we've kind of already alluded to it, but the billion-dollar Mets, they were sellers. Um, they traded away Eduardo Escobar, who went to the Angels. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Both teams lost on that one. <laughs> Both teams lost on that one. Yeah. Uh, first baseman outfielder Mark Canna, uh, left fielder Tommy Pham, also aging, yeah. right-hander Dominic Leone, uh, starter Max Scherzer, yeah. and starter Justin Verlander. Um, yeah. yeah. So Verlander went back to the back to the Astros. Oh, Scherzer, remind me. Rangers. Rangers. That's right. Um, there's so much, so much happening right now. It's hard to keep track of. And it was last week. <laughs> yeah. We did not record last week. So I'm like trying to keep up here. Yeah. Um, so like you said, spend a billion dollars. So Max Scherzer is, uh, what, what did I see? Is the, the first player to make um, 
40 million a year. 40 million a year from three teams or yeah. was it 20 million a year? 40 and, million a year from in, in a single season from three different teams. <laughs> That's the business right right there, man. That man is so smart. Hey, he's the Kirk Cousins. No, no, no. Max Scherzer actually was a high-end number one starting pitcher, so he's not the Kirk Cousins of anything. Yeah, oh, yes. Uh, hey, don't insult the man. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is a decent quarterback, but Kirk Cousins is an excellent businessman. That's what Kirk Cousins is. That's <laughs> Yes, yes, that is true. That is true. So. Well, yeah, the Mets, the Mets spend a billion dollars to suck. It's, it's fun to watch, actually. It's a, it's a lot of fun to watch as a Cubs fan. And yep. <laughs> it's as a baseball fan, really, you're just like I, I think something about the New York teams. You just love oh, to watch them fail. Yeah. Love to watch them fail. It's like, it's, it's amazing. So, um, yeah, those are our bigger stories from the trade deadline. Let's know what I that, missed. What's that? Uh, Jawa, if you're listening, let me know what I missed on this because I know you're going with the Rangers on there and probably some other teams on there, but I got to talk about the NL Central. We're Cubs fans. We got got to do it. We got to do oh, it. Oh yeah, we we have to because I mean, the, the Cubs did something, yeah, so it's something. it's worth it's worth noting. It's worth noting, honestly. So Cubs did something. Reds did nothing, and the Cardinals suck. So I was like, hey, hey, you know, we we love talking about all of those things. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else on the baseball topic then? No, nothing on the baseball. Only, I hope the Cubs win today and the Cubs re-sign Bellinger and then show a tiny sweepstakes. That, 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 well, let's see. Uh, Cubs are winning 3-2. To- oh, well, it was top eight a half hour ago, so oh. probably nearing the end of the game. Talkman. Talkman. Talkman hit a homer. My, oh, nice. Good. So it's Talkman, yeah. Bellinger versus P. Alonzo. Good. We're winning. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. Well, if that's all the baseball we've got, let's uh, pitch this one over to football. Um, see what I did there. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and talk about the uh, the conference shakeup in college football over really over the last – we'll get to the – well, the last four days, we'll talk about the last year, and then we'll kind of even extend that to a little bit further out than that. But um, specifically, we're going to be talking about the Pac-12. <laughs> I mean, the Pac-10. I mean, the Pac-9. Uh, the Pac-7. It's the Pac-4. It's the Pac-4. Basically, the ACC West. So, <laughs> um, And I'll get into that as well. So the past few days, like Friday, Yeah. Friday really yeah. was uh, like the su- such a busy day in the college football landscape. Um, August fourth, really August. Yes, August fourth was just a wild day. Mm-hmm. Um, six teams will be leaving the Pac-12. Five of those teams are at, at the start of the 2024 season, mm-hmm. and five of those teams left on Friday, August fourth. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> What uh, was it? July last year, I think. Let me yep. let me pull up my timeline. July last year. Um, sounds about right. Th- oh, where did it go? Uh, roughly, it was 2022. Yep. Um, USC and UCLA announced their departure from the Pac-12 to go to the Big Ten Conference, beginning with the 2024-2025 academic year. So, uh, this will be their last year in the Pac-12. So, um, 
that is uh, that was news back then, and everyone was like, "Wow, what's going on?" Yeah. Um, then uh, Colorado on July twenty seventh um, announced the University of Colorado announced that they were returning to the Big Twelve at the start of the twenty twenty four football season again the same timing as USC and UCLA. So now you have three teams that have left the Pac-12, which is why we're now the Pac-9 yep. um, at this time. So the, all right, July 27th is now the timing. Um, week and a half goes by. After unveiling uh, the unveiling of the new TV plan, <laughs> pretty much everyone else was ready nope, to jump ship. But there was also a um sort of a gentleman's agreement in place that the remainder of the pack nine would oh, stay yeah. and basically they talked um oregon and washington out of leaving and then all of a sudden they left so <laughs> friday it was announced that oregon university of oregon and university of washington uh-huh. i have to specify that because of their their other very similarly named schools in the conference that I, that I will talk about soon, but Oregon and Washington um, announced that they will be joining the big 10. Yep. Was it on, by, Felicia? On, by Felicia. Yes. Um, and that pretty much was just like the, the lighter that set off the fuse for the rest of the conference and anybody else that was on the fence. So a few hours after they left, which again, there's this, been this gentleman's agreement kind of in place that everyone's just going to hang around yeah. and, you know, yeah. well, well, misery loves company sort of a thing. Um, it really doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. Misery wants to apparently play closer to misery. Um, so Arizona, Arizona State and Utah, a few hours after Oregon and Washington announced that they'll be joining the Big 12. Which is now like the Big 16. <laughs> Which is now like the big 16. The big 18. Big 18. Well. The big 20. Because they also, because they also lost, um, they lost, uh, are losing Oklahoma and Texas oh, yeah. to the SEC. So they're kind of, they are the big. 12 again. Yeah. Because there were 10. No. Minus 2, plus 4. There were 12. Right, I thought they were just ten teams, but they're called the Big Twelve. Show. Oh, because Nebraska left to go to Big Ten years ago. Anyway, sorry. So that's how we got from <coughs> excuse me from twelve to ten to nine to seven to now four. So who are the four teams left in the Pac twelve? All right, well, we have. Are there four? Are there four really? Have you heard the rumors? So, as of the re- I know, I know, but as of this recording, there are currently gotcha. four. Um, and this today is August 8th. It is 8.40 p.m. Central Standard Time, the best time zone in all the land. Yeah. As of this date and time, we, there are four teams left. Yeah. Cal, University of California, Stanford, yep. Oregon State, yep. and Washington State. So Oregon and Washington were smart enough to get out. <laughs> Oregon State and Washington State were not. No. Um, and then... Stanford, arguably the smartest school in um, the entire conference, was dumb enough to stick around. And then Cal, just like the band was out in the field and they were distracted. So (laughs) as of the recording now, Stanford and Cal are just one vote away 
or just a vote, I guess not one, one singular vote, but like a vote, um, a poll away from joining the ACC. And this is what I wanted to talk about is I think that Oregon State and Washington State should join the ACC as well, because or the, the ACC, or the, I think the ACC should be the landing spot, because think about it this way. All these teams were used to playing each other. Yep. And now all of a sudden you've got um, six of these schools that are going to be playing more Midwest yep. teams. Two of the remaining four now are potentially going to be playing other coastal teams on the other side of the country. Mm -hmm. To keep with consistency, maybe the ACC should try to get the other two and just say, hey, do you really want to go with these other schools that broke th this agreement? Why don't you just come with us? We've got a great TV deal. Let's mm -hmm. just this this has to be how they present it though it's yes their tv deal is the least valuable yeah. even below the pac-12s yeah. but it's the longest tv contract yeah. so um they they i i think because then you have an opportunity to not have the well is it the big 16 is it the big whatever you now call this the coastal conference mm -hmm. where you have the west coast and the east coast represented and it is, and it's a way for the ACC to stay competitive in the expanding of conferences. They got none of those teams, nope, no, no. and they were trying to get Oregon and Washington. From what I understand, is they they were trying to get Oregon and Oregon and Washington. Mm -hmm. So for them to maybe get two, potentially four, of the remaining teams keeps them competitive. Yeah, I, that's a good idea. I, I think the ACC kind of needs it at this point because they're just now the little brother conference where who they have in football yeah. is Clemson, and that's like it. Even if they add Cle Clemson, yeah, that's well, I mean, North Carolina every once in a while yeah. puts it together. Yeah. I mean, even if they add Stanford, Cal, Washington State, Oregon State, you maybe add Stanford. You now have two football teams. That's it. And the whole yeah. conference, you have two and, football teams. And, and I guess if you want to. In a sense, even though it's not part of the conference, you can count Notre Dame as an as an opponent right. because through Notre Dame's agreement with its other sports, they have to play every, every ACC um, team, every ACC school, um, every four years. Like they have to basically have played every team in the ACC. So they've got, um, but th that's basically just yeah. So that's basically they they just have to maintain this to for their other sports to stay in the ACC right. they we'll, we'll get into that <coughs> excuse me that in uh, too but when we're talking about TV contracts yeah. and um, things like they're I don't know that uh, Notre Dame makes too much money as an independent yeah. to go to go play and that's why they have always been an independent mm -hmm. is because they're their fan base, their TV contracts, everything about them is so it is so self-sufficient. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll, all right, one thing that we have laid out is the TV deals, and I see one thing with your Big Ten that you're you're missing a, a, a comma. Um, it's uh, bigger oh, than yeah, that. yeah, my bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a thousand, it's it's a thousand times bigger than that, literally. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But um, Notre Dame, as a school individually makes 60 million dollars a year off of its nbc contract Ooh, that, that's now think about when we talk about the numbers from the rest of these conferences that is the 
the number for the entire conference that gets has to get split out yeah. to the conference and the team or, and the conference takes a cut. Yeah. Notre Dame cuts out the middleman and takes home more than these other, other teams will by splitting out the big, bigger pot. Um, big, it, it, it might be marginal, big but they the don't, closest, they, yeah. they, they get to, right. Because it's the biggest deal, yeah. but, uh, they get to dictate what their contract is. They don't have to work through a contract or a, a conference. Right. So that's, that's the biggest thing for them is they're already making so much money and they get to play in the ACC basically. Right. So it, while the competitive side of it, maybe they would benefit from joining a different conference. They're not going to be able to just join whatever conference they want. They would have to join the ACC right. and then they're giving up a huge chunk of money to do so. Yeah, the, ACC. the only reason they joined the ACC during COVID was um, to help football stay alive. Right. Absolutely. And I think that they broke, they broke down some of this on the Pat McAfee show with uh, Pierre Th- uh, Thimel is his name from ESPN, ESPCN. I can't remember his name, but yeah, the big 10, I think on average is right around 60 million, 60 million a year for their teams. It's close to the Notre Dame number. It's not quite that number. And I think the ACC, they say is right around that 25, 30 million a year for their teams. Uh, about where it sits. So I was like, hey. And the Pac-12 uh, sign, was going to sign an app, a deal with Apple, but it's a streaming contract where it's $30 million base, but if you get more subscribers to your link, you get more money. So it could be worth $70 million, but it's like a, how do you know? How do you really know if they subscribe through Apple through your link? It's a, it's a bad deal. It's a horrible well, deal. It, it, you, you can't bank on that no. being the way that they get there because any, without them going through your link yeah. um, to get to Apple, they could just be going, oh, I, I want to get Apple TV now. And they just go and get Apple TV and, and right. get it all set up and everything and without going through. <laughs> right, because it, so it, it, there's no guarantee. Right. Whereas the rest of these contracts, because they're, they're through uh, major TV providers, you, you know what that number is. It's not a, oh, it could be 30, it could be 70. Yeah, the high side is fantastic. But the, the low side is like, well, if you don't get anything else, if you don't get anything else, yeah, you're screwed. So to kind of look at those TV and streaming deals, and this is, um, thank you for putting this together. This is from the Pat McAfee Show, which I know you um, watch religiously. The Big Ten, uh, it is not a million dollar a year. It is a billion dollar a year um, TV contract through 2030. So the next seven years, so $7 billion. Um, yep. Um, SEC is 811 million per year through 2034. Um, so what, 11 years. Yeah. Um, the Big 12 is 380 million. So <laughs> think about it, we went from a, bil- a billion to 811 million to now less than half of that. Yeah. 380 million per year um, for the next eight years. Just just a bit of pay gap. Yeah. Now the longest contract and the lowest value. ACC, and maybe this is where this contract actually is at a deficit, even though, I mean, especially at a dollar value, but um, $240 million per year, but then they're also locked into that um, through 2036. So while these other TV contracts are, well, they're, well they're, they're already winning because they're higher dollar amounts, they also have the opportunity to renegotiate after um, seven, 11, eight years mm-hmm. um, and then there's the ACC who has to wait 13 years mm-hmm. to renegotiate. And uh, 
I mean, they're going to renegotiate ASAP. Right. And then there's the PAC 12, potentially the PAC 2, yeah. um, 250 a year through 250 million a year through 2024. But if all those teams have, have jumped ship at that time, then, then it's, it's worth nothing. It's worth nothing. So maybe all of these contracts get, <coughs> excuse me, get shaken up because you now have more teams of the Big Ten from the Pac 12. You got, more teams in the SEC from the Big 12. You have more teams in the Big 12 from the Pac-12. And the ACC might have some from the Pac- might have the remainder from the Pac-12. Right. And who knows? Oregon State and Washington State could end up going to something like the WAC because oh. they're, they're like the bottom of the barrel of the the, the Pac-12, Wait, honestly. If we're, I mean, try to make uh, the WAC and Big West and Mountain West and Pac-4 left into one giant conference. That's <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, but which makes more sense? sense is to have a coastal conference where you have west coast and east coast or you have acc plus stanford and cal and then have oregon state washington state which generally are on the bottom half of um the pac-12 anyway joining a second tier conference then you i mean you, you no longer have the um the runt bringing down another conference or to beat up in another conference they're dominating in a different conference yep. and I, I don't know that no matter what it's going to hurt recruiting for those schools oh, yeah. because now it's like well i'm going to go to school in california but half the year i'm going to be over in new york and uh carolina and it's i mean yeah. it's going to be tough oh yeah because now this doesn't this doesn't just affect uh football and i shared this something from uh, the Missouri head coach um, and, and Jawa had a nice comment on it. So if, if you're on our Facebook page, um, Aaron Schneider had a good comment in uh, response to a post that I had shared around the Missouri head coach t- speaking to what this means for other sports. So yes, football Makes all has the money. biggest, has the biggest budgets yes. of all of these school sports yes. and generally every school sports. Yes. Um, but now you've got softball, swimming, baseball, track and field, um, volleyball, like every sport, basketball, are now also making these trips cross country mm-hmm. where they weren't before. Right. So now as opposed to going up to Oregon from California, which in itself is a long drive, now you're or long, long trip. I'm not going to say it's all a drive, but now you're going from California to, I mean, what, what, what uh Rutgers oh, and New Jersey <laughs> New Jersey you're going you're going to <laughs> Carolina you're going to um if they're going to the ACC you're going to South Bend I mean there, there's all these this additional right. travel and expense that yet yeah, all of these decisions were made around football yep yep but they're not the right. only sports right. that are going to be affected by this right they make it around football because football according to everyone who looks at the numbers or at least what i've been what you see on the interwebs is that the football makes all the money so all the other programs can exist so which is why they make all the the decision around the football which is like not great for the other student athletes but it's a financially it makes sense yeah i think i saw some some time ago that um Oh, LSU had published its um, audited financials and 
Football, football alone in uh, I think it was 2017 or 2018 because it was it was a few years old even when I saw it back in like 19 or 20, um, and their rev their their revenue was 39 million in that one year. So I mean they have the biggest expense, but they make a heck of a lot of money. Yep. And that's not even the like, like that's LSU. Yes, very loyal fan base, but I mean that's not it's also not alabama it's not like who has like in their prime alabama with all the success that they had so like this we're talking one year from one of the biggest schools in the sec but you combine all of those dollars across the country tens of billions truly from football programs and we're not just talking about power fives i mean this is mid-major conferences those decisions are also made around football because again, football um, generally garners the biggest crowds, charges the most for, for tickets and and has um, the most consistency around its, its fan base. Mm-hmm. Basketball might be a close second for some schools, for some schools. Yeah. For, for some, for a place like Kentucky, maybe it's um, closer to basketball, but by and large football, because of the capacity of the stadiums, bring in more revenue and, and so more decision <laughs> in the tv contracts yeah. i mean sec kentucky is in the sec and they have the second largest tv contract yep. so they still get a cut of that even though basketball is probably the more popular sport there so again decisions still have to be made around the most lucrative sport it sucks it sucks for the others other sports students but i mean financially they have to make that decision so i get it <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, this is the weird thing about college sports. For me, this is why uh, you. This is why I talk more NFL stuff. It makes more sense because like the divisions make a lot, a lot more sense than the college football world. Like the Big Ten now spans from Washington all the way to Rutherford, New Jersey, East Rutherford to Rutherford, New Jersey, or wherever the heck Rutgers is. Like that is a pretty big freaking conference you got there, Bob. Yep, it, it literally coast to coast. Yeah, yeah it's just. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Crazy, man. We're going to essentially have the power two conferences of the Big Ten and the SEC, and then the two little brother conferences that maybe have one team every year that comes out that is able to compete in the Big 12 and the ACC, and then it's a whole bunch of nothing. Yep. Unfortunate. Yeah, it, it is unfortunate. But, I mean, I don't know. Uh, what else can you say? It is, it is what it is, and what it is is green. It's green, sure is, my dude. So, anyway, um, let us know what you think. That is our breakup. Let us, yeah, breakup. Our break. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a breakup. I mean, so one, the death uh, of the Pac-12. I, <laughs> you guys doing it? Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw a, a clip. It was. Uh, from Parks and Rec, and Ron Swanson had um, like something of his broke, and he's like calling out to everyone else in the office, who broke it? Who broke it? It's USC and UCLA um, logos over him, and then all the other um, Pac-12 schools logos on, on, over the other the other uh, cast members, and then Cal is uh, oh, um, I never really watched Parks and Rec. Leslie. Uh, it's Amy Poehler's character, yeah. and 
like trying to take blame. No, you didn't break it because Cal is still in the back. <laughs> and everybody else is arguing over it. And then it, it cuts to an interview with, with uh, Ron Swanson. And he goes, I broke it. I just want to see them all fight over each other. <laughs> because they broke it two years ago or last year. Yeah. Um, Who broke this? Like, oh, that's kind of us. <laughs> Yeah, kind of us. Yeah, I just want to see the other squirm. So uh, it, it was getting too chummy in the office. <laughs> but it was getting too chummy out west. We had to all fight. Bad commissioners. Who's going where? It was bad yeah. commissioners and bad TV contracts would doom the conference. Yep. Um, but anyway, tell us if you agree with us on our takes. I mean, maybe we went a little too far to say that Oregon State, Washington State were the. Uh, little brothers of the conference, the runs of the conference. Maybe you agree with that. And then also share your thoughts on, um, you know, how this, how this affects other, other sports. I mean, there's the recruiting aspect that we didn't even really get into, but that's going to be, that's going to be a problem too. The big 10 um, and the SEC will get all the recruits. <laughs> I mean, you're right because they, they at least have stayed, somewhat close in oh, the big 12 to, in, in, in big 12 yeah big 12. big 12 so the acc really hasn't changed aside from maybe stanford and cal and those weren't pulling five-star recruits from alabama and uh clemson and lsu and oklahoma and ohio state before the, so the stanford recruits talk a little different than the, than the recruits from alabama do let's leave it at that we are going to leave that there because if you let me go on it, <laughs> I will unload. So, uh, <laughs> all right, right let's your, let's go let's go into one let's go into one more thing, kind of to round us out. Um, this is just kind of a, a fun one to, to wrap things up. All right, so you have been kidnapped. You oh, can call on one of. Yes. Oh, you didn't know this? No. You see all the white walls around you? Oh, um, I guess beige. So oh, dang <laughs> you it. have you, you have been kidnapped. You can call on one of the six people that I'm going to name oh, uh, to to rescue you. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm not going to make it that the other five are going to come to kill you because you've already been kidnapped. Yeah. But you can yeah. call on one person to come to save you. Um, Gerard from the uh, Olympus has fallen and oh, okay. uh, London has fallen and Angel has fallen like that Gerard Butler. Okay, I thought if you're going to say okay. uh, Maximus, Maximus, uh, that would be game, that would be almost game. I up. mean, we could uh, we we could throw that in there too. Just just the general Gerard, but like, <laughs> all right, we we can throw that in there. All right, so Gerard Butler, oh, yeah. Jason Statham, oh, yeah. Matt Matt Damon as Jason Bourne, oh, yeah. uh, John Wick. Oh yeah, James Bond, the Daniel Craig James Bond, okay, and and Liam Neeson. Oof. <laughs> I mean, Jeez. Well, okay, so I'm going to go with the people I've actually watched their movies. Jason them, I've seen in some movies, not all of his movies. I've seen mm-hmm. most of Gerard Butler's movies. I've not really seen uh, Liam Neeson. I have seen in movies. He also plays a lot of villains. So I don't want Liam Neeson to save me because he may just kill me himself. Because he also plays a lot of villains. But he has a very specific set of skills. Yeah, he does have. He's experience. got experience in that yeah, realm. He does. It's a little, a little scary. With but then again, like, so does Gerard Butler yeah. because he got the 
was the president's kid out during Olympus has yeah. fallen. Yeah, and then he saved the president during London has fallen. Yeah, and and, and, and Angel. Oh, Angel has fallen. I've is not good seen one. that one yet. Angel has fallen is good. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go. John Wick. If you're a dog, John Wick. Yeah, I, I haven't seen any John Wick movies, which which is unfortunate. He looked. Uh, Keanu Reeves does a great job of actually preparing for that film, and that's a shout out. Yeah, to him. he he actually uh, he took. Um, extensive training with Terran Tactical out in California, mm-hmm. and I mean he's like he's he's Which actually is- good at shooting. So is uh, was it Hall- uh, Halle Berry yeah. who was also in? Yeah, she like she took the same training for her role. Yeah, um, but but as far as like you've been kidnapped, I mean maybe. I'm going with Gerard Butler because Gerard Butler Ooh. has. All right. Was kidnapped himself. He was he was a slave, and then he fought his way out and got his revenge. So I'm going to go with the guy who knows how to get out of trouble, maybe not survive the trouble. But he's going to get you out. Get me out of the trouble. <laughs> but he will get me out of the trouble. So I'm going to go with Gerard Butler because Maximus is still one of my favorite characters of all time, and it's an excellent character. So I'm going with Gerard Butler. Yep. Maximus. Okay. Maximus. Maximus. <laughs> Um, let's see. I mean, I want to lean towards Baba Yaga, the uh, John Wick, yeah. the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. And I, I don't know if I'm, I'm just not giving Daniel Craig enough credit, but like, I just, I, I, I'm not leaning that direction. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to repeat Gerard Butler, although like you, you've got a lot, you got a good point there on that. I'm going to, I know that, that you said that Liam Neeson might kill you. This is all the assumption. That, that these are all good guys too. I'm going Liam Neeson oh, yeah. he, because I, much like skills. much like you said uh, with Gerard Butler, he got himself out of captivity. He got he was captured in uh, Taken Two, mm-hmm. and then and and got himself free and and you know got the got the daughter got the wife uh, out, and then in in Taken Three he was wrongfully accused and was arrested somehow escaped that uh and he's got this network so i'm gonna go uh liam neeson because he's gonna he's gonna get me out and then he's gonna just take me underground and you know we're gonna go full gray man he's gonna get me out of there so if it was like the uh, the rest are coming to kill you that's a much different because i don't want john wick coming after me John Wick, and I'm just going to take a dog with me everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, if you say John McClane, this is a whole different story. I'm picking John McClane. Oh, <laughs> man. That's, I, I was surprised it wasn't on the list. Yeah, more, more modern. Yeah. Modern John McClane was more yeah, that John McClane? Oh, yeah. He has yeah. a pistol and he takes out all the terrorists, all right? Just the, <laughs> yes, the, the, the takes the Beretta and it turns <laughs> everyone out, else has full auto <laughs> MP5s. And he took down a helicopter with a taxi, all right? I don't, right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're, you're going home safe that yeah. night. Um, yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, that's that's all I got. I, I saw that one, had to share it. Thought it might be a fun one to, to end this, end this off tonight. Um, again, share your thoughts on the MLB trades, the college football conference shakeup, breakup, and um, who you want saving you from being kidnapped. Again, those options are Jason Bourne, Gerard Butler, Jason Statham, 
in, in any of his characters. And he was in Transporter, yeah. I think. So he's he a good was. one there. Um, uh, and Deckard Shaw in the Fast and Furious. Uh, John Wick, uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Daniel Craig is James Bond. And then Liam Neeson. As Liam Neeson. <laughs> so as, as, as himself. It's just <laughs> So share your thoughts there. Um, take us away, man. Well, yeah, you kind of hit my thing. Uh, I think all of you probably the tens and tens of people listen to statistics and was as with everything Tom just discussed. And it's a fun episode to get back into after two weeks, after a week off, because the counting is terrible during month and close. That it is. Um, I see. I see the back end of of that. Like after corporate accounting have made changes, I just have to rerun reports multiple times. So people like you that decide to make entries late. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, you don't have a choice. <laughs> uh, you don't have a choice. Yeah. All right. Our next episode's creation date to be decided, hopefully next week. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye, don't even keep an eye on Facebook because I haven't been good about that. So um, just keep an eye on, on Facebook for when this goes live. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> or or your, wherever you get your podcast, feel free to follow us and then you'll know before Facebook knows. <laughs> you'll know, you might know before I know <laughs> to post it to Facebook. Yeah. So there you have it. Yeah, if you follow us on um apple and uh, google and rocket cast and uh oh the big one spotify if you follow us on all of those you'll know you'll know. you will know yes. you will be notified turn your notifications on somehow i don't know i haven't said that in a while yeah. but uh, until that next episode goes live stay safe stay healthy and above all stay free and uh don't get screwed on your tv contracts <laughs> Sports and more with Chris and Tom is brought to you by no one. All non-original thoughts and ideas were properly noted during each segment. Thank you.